Welcome to Beyond 2020, exploring the emerging vision of life on planet Earth. Hi, I'm Reverend Robert, and I invite you to listen in as I interview the emerging thought leaders of our time. Join in as we take a look at the realities of living a life of purpose and meaning beyond 2020. Well, and hello again, dear ones, Reverend Robert with you. This is Beyond 2020, exploring the emerging vision of life on planet Earth. And, you know, what we do here every week is we work to cast a positive vision of, well, what life beyond 2020 is going to look like and what it is looking like. Uh, We started this show in the fall of 2020, and we're going to continue it well through into the years. And so we're just looking beyond how life has changed and and shifted in uh, in our world since the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic, the coronavirus. I don't even know what to call it anymore, Uh, but that's okay. What we're going to do is, again, we're going to explore this emerging vision for how life on planet Earth looks like. And today, I am really, really super excited. Uh, I have a great and dear friend, newly dear friend. I'm going to say newly dear friend. Uh, Everyone's a dear one in my mind, and some of those ones become friends. And it feels like over the last several months, the amazing Laura Topper and I have become very distant friends halfway across the planet. We're like seven hours apart from each other. Uh, But it also feels like we are talking and sharing and connecting uh, throughout the weeks and pretty much every week. I am so excited that she's here with us today because we want to talk about this emerging vision. So Laura, welcome aboard. How are you doing today, dear one? Hi, Reverend Robert. I am doing really well, and I'm I'm just so grateful to be here now, talking about this topic. And with you, perfect combination, you and this topic. <laughs> yeah, well, thank yeah. you. <laughs> uh, so, now for those that maybe don't know Laura, she lives in the UK, and she does host a program on the New Thought Media Network that happens every Monday. It's called the Cosmic Prayer. And we were chatting before this show, before recording this, that that's really becoming a fun, fun show. I enjoy tuning in each week. You you get some of the most amazing guests and from people all over the New Thought spectrum. Uh, tell folks a little bit how long you've been uh, in the New Thought world and, and uh, how did this thing first grab you? Well, I've been in the new thought world, I suppose, if I go back uh, to when I was about 23, which would have been uh, quite a few years ago, 30 30 years ago, uh, 30 odd years ago, I discovered Louise Hay Mm. and You Can Heal Your Life. And I didn't know it was new thought then. I had no idea that that's what it was called. And I just loved the principles and started putting them into practice in my life and saw and felt those changes and those shifts. And that's really what I suppose sparked my intrigue into learning more and being open for what was yet to come in my life. Yeah. And it was really only, it was really in 2011 that it kind of, that, that experience, expanded completely for me and when I just uh 
understood that that was new thought and that's what now this is what I'm uh, living my life by and loving it. Mm. And loving it. Oh, I yeah. love hearing that too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, and I, I hear that a lot from a, a lot of guests that we all, and I, I can relate the same experience, right? It came to a point where the life I had before New Thought, mm-hmm. while I I don't see anything that was wrong with that and everything was moving in a way that I felt was very uh, beneficial for where I was headed. It, it just, it slowly gave way and held, no longer held the sway that living life as a spiritual being, as a spiritual, and, and moving in the direction of spiritual leadership, uh, there was nothing different. So you are in ministerial school. I'm correct there. I know I that am. much. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, tell us a little bit more about that. How do, how do you get, how do you have the feeling, the call? What's the call to ministry for you in this, within this whole uh, thing called uh, New Thought and the emergence of a new vision on planet Earth? Well, for me personally, I'm, uh, I just feel very grateful to have said yes to myself, to accepting um to taking taking that baton, if you like, uh, to learning more and studying more, always and saying yes to being a student. That's that's how I see it for myself, because um, it's only through that study and that devotion and almost obsession with wanting to know the questions that we are that. But, but humanity is always, you know, we're always asking those questions. How did I get here? What is this all about? What am I meant to be doing? Um, does it matter anyway? <laughs> uh, you know, and how, and how can I ha- really live a really fulfilled and meaningful life? And I think yeah. uh, for me personally, I got to a point in my own life where how I'd been doing it for so many years didn't make sense anymore and that's that was the tipping point for me it was it was um it was me understanding that if i continue this way then i am going to get the same result and if i choose to make a change and really live from my heart and follow my own co- my real calling rather than other people's expectations of me mm. and that you know what they perceive me to be then, uh, and I have a choice, um, then I can make a, a change for my, for myself and understand why I am here and what it is that I'm here for. And I think that's each of us responsibility. When we, when we, when we get that knowing in our heart that it isn't working anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, rather than just trying to patch it up and say, well, I'll, I'll do it a bit differently. I'll do, you know, I'll do that a bit differently. I'll do, <laughs> but that's not the thing. It's about having a whole re redesign rehash of, of how we've been living life and choosing different choices, making different choices. So, and I think that's where coming to the emerging vision uh, that's that's where the vision then can have the room and space to emerge when we when we let go of how we thought what it should how we thought it should be right. and honor ourselves and 
and and be reborn in it. Be reborn in it. Mm. Yeah. I like that. To be reborn in it. Which isn't an easy process. (laughs) (laughs) However, it is a necessary process. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what I heard in, in your sharing there is, right, when life becomes unworkable, that's when we have to do the real work. Yes. And move and move ourselves into a place of of the practice of really living the principles and and being open for that emerging vision. So, uh, you know, I don't want to. We, we're uh, we're really all about on this program. We really love to hear the vision. And so, uh, folks, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with the amazing Laura Topper. I'm Robert Brzezinski. This is Beyond 2020, exploring the emerging vision of life on planet Earth. And uh, I'm here in Colorado. Laura is in the UK and we're exploring uh, and we're getting to our big question, right? Mm. What, from your perspective, Laura, what do you see as uh, this emerging vision? What's life on planet Earth going to look like beyond 2020? Well, I think it's it's definitely a work in practice in progress and in practice that I, I did mean to say that even though it didn't sound right. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. It's a work in practice and in progress because it's, it's emerging, which means that it will take time to, uh, to, to happen in the right way because it, for me, it's about individuals taking responsibility when I think about what you were just saying, uh, when I, I knew, when we know that life isn't working and we know that there needs to be a change, I think the conflict in that can be that often we, we don't, we don't know that we can make the change. We don't know that we are, um, that we, that we have, that it's a possibility to make the change. And so many people, for many, it's safer to stay in the in the unworking uh, environment where it is not feeling fulfilled and meaningful because maybe, you know, I don't deserve it, it to be as I want it to be or I haven't got the, the courage to take that step. So for me personally, an, an, a, an emerging vision of, a, of our planet being one of love, one where we understand each other and have that level of of compassion and empathy and care for ourselves and for each other means really honoring that, really honoring our calling and not hiding it and not trying to to pretend that that we're not allowed to live our truth. And I think that comes from education, educate how we educate our children, how the messaging that we give our children now in schools as parents, that they are free to make these amazing decisions and to, and to live their lives for the good of humanity, for the mm. good of our planet, for the good of our ecosystem. You know that children can be uh, 
I suppose it's a redefinition of success, redefining success in our educational system so that children understand that success is not necessarily about what good job they're going to have and how much money they're going to earn. Right. And that success really is about how am I as an individual? How am I as a person? How am I in the way that I care for this planet? And for my own self, what is the level of self-love and self-care that I have? So I, I personally think that it begins with, with that and that we say, right, well, if we started that now, where would we be in the next 20 or 30 years when those children that are now maybe not even born yet mm. or maybe one or two and just entering into into kindergarten, if, if our whole educational system had this incredible revamp of its philosophy where maybe the maths is important but not as important as self, the self-love lesson right, or the eco lesson or the how do we, how do we, um, how do we stop, you know, carbon, the carbon issue here on our planet uh, and so I think, you know, what, what world would we be seeing then in 30 years' time with children growing up with that? Uh, so that, so I think that that's where we can start right now, yeah. where we can start. And I, think that there, <laughs> and I think that there is progress being made with that because especially now with COVID, I hear more and more you know, that parents are taking their children out of school and they're homeschooling and that there's a consciousness being ingrained in children's lives with, uh, from parents around, around that and with homeschooling where other topics are be becoming more important than the maths and the history and the, and the, uh, the algebra. Right. That, that life and travel and experience and culture and, and experiencing different ways that people live are becoming more important to many, many people in the way that they bring their children into this, into, into this reality. Mm. Yes. Oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> uh, you've got me hook, line and sinker, dear one. As a, mm. as a father of two children, uh, ages 13 and 15 currently, uh, You've got me in that contemplation, right? Where where will they be in twenty years? It's going to put them in the mid thirties, and uh, and I'm going to be in that place of trust that having come up, having been raised in this from this worldview, this philosophical worldview uh, of oneness and connection and unity, that they are the they are changing the world and and i know mo a lot there's a lot of kids out there today that are changing the world even at, right now um oh. and let's let's take those exponential leaps oh uh, and you know we i think um you know i look at, at 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 people like greta thunberg who's doing this incredible she's taking on a task However that's yes. happened, you know, with her parents' support or whatever that is, that's not for me to even. However, the role model, the model that she's exemplifying for young teens who are uh, 
who are feeling a call to say, yeah, hang on a minute, this girl's got a, this girl's actually got a point. <laughs> and they can, they can relate to that. You know, these, they, they could, she, she's relatable to her right. age group. Uh, so where other children can say, yes, I feel like that. And I'm going to do something about that, whatever it is, whether it's, you know, nagging my mom to get a recycling bin and do it properly, or whether it's doing something in our school or doing something in the community or whatever, just being even more conscious of themselves, children being more conscious within themselves about using the recycling bin. And so she spots something. And I think the more young children, young, ad, young people that are growing up, with this awareness that are bold enough to say, hang on, I want to be a model like this for other, for others. Then that's where I see the emerging vision coming through because I always see myself, Robert, as a light worker. It's like I'm 56 and I grew up in the, in that kind of era of, 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 of my twenties, Louise Hay, Shakti Gawain, uh, all those greats, those healers that I know were, do, were doing amazing work in the world. And, and yet in my, in my growing up, I didn't always have that permission from others around me to really express that in my life and to, and to be that person myself. Right. And I think now our children who are entering, who have already entered, they are, uh, they're dynamic kind of rainbow indigo. And they know that there is something that needs to be changed. And they know in their consciousness that they are here to do that. They just know it. And a lot of them are very direct and very, very, very rebellious and will not take no for an answer and and know why they're here. They know why they're here and they're here to make that change. That's what I believe. And it's very difficult as parents because they can be very, very conflicting in their attitudes and their views. And yet there is a bigger picture with, with them, with these young young people that know that there is a change coming. Yes, uh, I would agree. I, I wholeheartedly on board. I've always considered myself a a, a precursor, like a very early indigo or a precursor to the indigo, um, and and understand that that um, that sense of isolation sometimes uh, when the older generations can't hear what it is that you and I were able to hear. And, and I sense that again with my kids that there are times I can watch my eldest just get incredibly frustrated uh, with me because I'm not quite able to see what he's able to see. And uh, it makes for fun experiences in life when we stay open to it. <laughs> yes, because they're, they're coming in with a, with an, it's almost like they they have an inner knowing uh, because they're being they've been prepared they've been prepared yeah. on some level for what it is they have to do they've chosen they've chosen the task and 
And because there are so many of these children now that are ready and willing, you know, my daughter, she, she gets, she, there've been many times where she gets really angry with my generation, with me, with my generation. Why is this happening? How could you have allowed our world to get like this? <laughs> you know, nope. how, how, how could she can't, she can't bear it. It's like, there's a real anger there because this has happened in, in my generation. And, uh, and, she knows that there needs to be a change. And so, and I think this is the, it's, it's exciting. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm so with you there, Laura. It's, uh, they, they know there's a, they know the shift has got to happen. They're not waiting around and, mm. uh, and putting it off on the next generator. They're not kicking it down the can, no. uh, kicking the can down the road as it were. No. And, uh, and oh, this, uh, this 2020 pandemic, has actually been, and you know, I know that some people would be aghast to hear to hear this perspective, but mm. there's been a great blessing in here in so many ways, mm. because a lot of kids have gotten a chance to um, to look at and reevaluate where the world was headed, um, and there's new opportunities opening up from what I see, left and right to step in and get involved, to step in and start making a change, to, to really promote the, the change that's coming. It's a, uh, it's a good thing. So folks, you're listening to beyond 2020, exploring the emerging vision of life on planet earth. We're going to take a quick break here to allow our sponsors to say thank you and share with you just a little bit on what they're doing. I'm Robert Brzezinski. Again, this is beyond 2020. We'll be right back with more. Thought Radio, music from all your favorite New Thought artists. From Jamie Lula, Karen Drucker, Gary Lynn Floyd, Ricky Byers, Daniel Namod, Eddie Watkins Jr., and many, many more. 24-7 New Thought Radio. Positively inspiring. All right. Well, welcome back. I'm Robert Brzezinski. This is Beyond 2020. I'm here today with my special guest, Laura Topper, and we've been talking about uh, this th- this ideal of, a, of an emerging vision, what life on planet Earth is going to look like once we get past this pandemic, once we get past all of this stuff, and and even farther out into the future. And what we've been sharing about so far is this recognition that in many ways, the, the new emerging vision has to start by supporting our children. Yes. But that doesn't mean us not taking responsibility as as parents or adults or you know, elders, wise women, wise men, uh, wise people, <laughs> it, I, um, because because it is across it it is uh, it is for each of us to take responsibility, and I I think that's so interesting what you just said. You know that where we are right now with with what is happening with COVID and other incredible topics that are coming to the fore in our in our time where healing is 
is demanding that it happens. Healing is demanding itself to happen. And we are being given this incredible opportunity to be the student and the teacher at the same time, yeah. each of us, uh, to, to take responsibility, to, to be how we want it to be, to actually be that in action. Um, and to come away from, from feeling like, like you've just said, Robert, that, it, that, you know, we can leave it and save it until, and to the next generation or, or to somebody else, they'll deal with it. We haven't got time for that anymore. There's no more time. We have to, we have to, there's only now. That's as, that's what I believe. And we can emerge this new vision right here in, in the now. Yeah. It's not something that's out there in the future. It's where we are right now. It's how we are treating ourselves, how we are surrendering ourselves to the divine, how we, uh, how we choose to, to or not to fill our lives with stuff and, uh, and clutter and stuff we don't need really because we think that that, that is a, um, a, a validation of our value mm. when it isn't. It's just stuff. <laughs> exactly. It's just stuff. That, uh, yeah, that's one of my. You, you're t you know you're giving me an opportunity to push one of my own buttons oh, go here. For it. Go um, for it. Because um, I don't I don't know if you are experiencing this same thing in the UK or not, but mm -hmm. over here in America we are still on the kick, where the largest it appears the largest segment of growth is self storage units. Right. Everywhere I look, there's another <laughs> self-storage unit going up. And what that means is everybody's got a house and mm -hmm. everybody's got more stuff than their house can, can hold. And, and it all comes back to that thing of, well, I, you know, I need all these different things to, oh. to, to handle what comes my way to, to be worthy of living in this big house or living in the suburbs, or I live in a small house, but I got a big storage unit. Cause I got all, all the different toys and I've got all, uh, for me, I envision a world where there's a sharing of resources, where if there's something that's necessary in my life. I can trust that it shows up and I don't have to squirrel one of those away in the garage for 10 years until <laughs> I'm actually going to need to use it. Um, and I'm only talking about my own garage here, folks. Uh, I can yeah. go get my wife to attest to the fact that I am only speaking about my own habits and garage here. <laughs> uh, but so, yes, this emerging vision, right? Um, it sounds from what I, what I'm gathering of your perception of it, right? And, and folks, I want to just say it again, real quick. We all have a different perspective of how this thing is happening mm -hmm. and how we're moving into this new world, this new vision. Uh, part of that is we're learning to work together better and we're learning to let go of some of the old habits and old ways of being together that just don't work any longer. Uh, we're talking here about predominantly children and education, right? That's a, that's a huge place where there is room for a reformation. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and time for, and the time as we're seeing is now to move forward. So, uh, 
you know, in that in that regard, Laura, tell share with everybody a little bit. Um, what is like the more right now for you? Um, that uh, I I know I, you know I want to make sure everybody knows that uh, you're you're an amazing musical artist as well and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, share a little bit more with us. What's the the real right now that you're feeling, you're experiencing, and that you're uh, that you get to be and be with as we step into this emerging vision? Okay. Well, there's so many facets to that. The one thing for me though, right now is to, is, is, is surrender. It's like when I let go of how I think it should be and I come back to the knowing of love within me, everything works perfectly. And over the last three years, I mean, I've always been a very light, I've always been one of those people that's never really had a lot of stuff around me in my life, apart from when I did have a lot of stuff for a certain period of my life and my life wasn't working as I really wanted and it just wasn't flowing properly. So when I made that decision to to live light, to live really light, Um, And now that's what I'm actually really doing because I'm living in a situation where I cannot have a lot of stuff because if I did, that would, that would basically take up the whole room that I'm in. (laughs) So I have to live light and it's a choice, but it's not only living light with the, with the physical, with the physical, it's living light with, it's living in the light within. Right. And when you said, you know, self storage unit, for me in the now, I think the most profound thing is to know that within me and within each of us, we have our own self-storage unit that is right in our heart and it is not limited to um, a cubicle where we can shove stuff in. You know, this is an expansive um, principle, if you like, that is within us, within each of us, that we can use and it doesn't, it's not about validating who we are by the possessions we have or the amount of wealth we have or have or, or don't have or, 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 or how good we think we are as a, as a person. Um, and I think what's emerging for me right now is that when I surrender to this, uh, that self-storage unit and I know that I look in my heart and I absolutely listen with with real precision to the next step and the next step and how I can be of service in a really clear way in my life for myself and for those that I love and and for, for this planet, then I know I'm I'm on the right then I know I'm doing the right thing and I'm allowing this to unfold for me. And I think this is this is going back to educating our children. This is the bit that's missing that they're not being, it's, it's not being presented to them. I know that it is in, in our spiritual community. I'm talking about in the wider, in the wider picture on our planet, that when children know that they are, they can validate themselves. And when we know that for our, for ourselves and we can really teach that to others in a very clear way, uh, I think that's that's just that what an emerging vision that is. Yeah. <laughs> that is like wow. And so I think 
now, right now, it's it's up to me to be the best that I can be in, in the moment, in the moment, in the moment. And to accept that I can, I can be, um, I can live a fulfilled life right now, regardless of what I think I have or I don't have around me. Yeah. Mm. Did you hear that, folks? You can have a successful life no matter what you do or don't have in your life. Yeah. You can be, you already are a beneficial presence on the planet. And now we get to wake up and be that. And the other thing that I, that, that really just came to me when you said, you know, about sharing things, sharing possessions. I mean, what one concept that we have in, on our planet that has worked for years, libraries where people borrow books and borrow, you know, why, yeah, why can't that be replicated for other things, other commodities mm. uh, where we have systems like that? Because if it can work for one thing, it can work for anything. Right. Surely. Yep. If people can borrow books and, and be trusted to take them back, um, then why can't that happen for other things? Mm-hmm. So it's like there's already a model for that here. There's <laughs> already a model, isn't there? Well, we just need to use our imagination and be and be led and and say, well, how can this work for other things where we can really cohabit with each other as a community rather than separating ourselves off, which is, you know, what especially with COVID, which is what we're tending to be doing now, living in rather than communing with each other physically. Right. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm thinking of, uh, my cul-de-sac here living in Colorado, it snows. Mm. Uh, there's really no reason why all six houses on this cul-de-sac need to have a snowblower they for the won't. amount of time it gets used in a year. Uh, I find it much easier to knock on my neighbor's door and say, Hey, how many gallons of gas do I need to buy you through the winter to make this a win-win situation so that you'll do my driveway and my walkway and I don't have to and, and, and we'll figure it out. And if you know, you need a break, you call me, I'll run the machine. I don't, it's not about whether we run the machine or not, but do we really need 10 of everything in our neighborhood? I mean, that is such an, a perfect example that you've just given. It, it is that come, comes back to me as, you know, tr love thy neighbor as thyself. Yeah. And that means being open and, and being in that space where, where we can all be there for each other and really love each other by, by saying yes and being, um, being available. Yeah, why not share all those things that we all use? Why, why, need, why do you need 10 snowblowers? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's like... When you think about it, that sounds that's blooming ridiculous, isn't uh -huh. it? <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, you, you know, <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> you know, folks. Speaking of sharing, what? we're going to take just a brief moment here to share a, a quick thank you with our sponsors and our underwriters, those that make this program possible. This is Beyond Twenty Twenty. We're on the New Thought Media Network. I'm Robert Brzezinski here with Laura Topper. We'll be right back. Please stay tuned.
New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. All right. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back, folks. If you're just tuning in, this is Beyond 2020, exploring the emerging vision of life on planet Earth. And Laura Topper and I are here. We were just contemplating why would you need 10 snowblowers? <laughs> and if you don't, and if you're not sure what we're talking about, well, wait till we're done and then hit the replay. Go back about five, 10 yeah. minutes. It'll all make sense. So, uh, Laura, b- before we run out of time here today, um, I do want to talk a little bit about uh, the cosmic prayer. And uh, the cosmic prayer is you know, in my mind, it's one of those ideals in the mind of God. It is a, mm-hmm. it is an expression of the oneness that is just so uh, vibrant and alive. And, uh, and you're doing, all right, you're on the New Thought Media Network with a show, but you're doing more with, with it than just that. Um, it feels like it's a big part of how you're stepping out uh, and stepping up into the world. And I'd love for you to share with us a little bit more, you know, what is it? Mm-hmm. How do we, uh, connect with the cosmic prayer and um, and how did you you come to that right how is it that prayer for you have became a, a cosmic experience oh because when I I know for me personally when I'm praying or when, when I don't want to just say when I'm praying that prayer is a, a, an unlimited experience that in that in, in, within prayer, there is an opportunity to become aware of the greater, that when we're in our everyday, going around our everyday business, uh, we're not always aware of that because our mind is on other things and we're doing other things. When we're in that place of prayer, which, by the way, uh, Reverend Ruth Miller I loved it the other day on, on the Cosmic Prayer. She said, you know, Emma Curtis Hopkins just just knew that prayer is a state of being. I love that. It's, it's how we are, how we, how we know ourselves as the divine. And for me, that's, yeah, isn't that beautiful? Prayer is a state of being. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I think the reason that I, I tuned into that for, for the the cosmic prayer on New Thought Media Network is because it's not limited to a religion or uh, or someone from a specific culture or a way of living. This is accessible and available to everybody, to each and all of us right now. And when we know the when we know how to use this when we understand how to use spiritual mind treatment and even simply to take a breath and close our eyes and take a breath and feel that oneness, feel that awareness of oneness, the more that we do that, the more that we're allowing ourselves to be in that place to allow the emerging vision to come through. And for me, that's really an important it's an important part of our growth, our humanity's growth. 
And so I suppose I wanted I wanted to bring people into the cosmic prayer to talk with people to understand their idea of prayer. And some people say they never use the word prayer. They don't like that mm. word, you know, because that even means something that brings them back to a, um, a theology right. or their religious upbringing. And, and I get that as well, you know, because we all interpret things so differently. And that's fine. That's perfect because it's beyond the word prayer. This is about the knowing and the, and the sensation of being that awareness, of being the, the connect, connected to that awareness. And that was, that's my inspiration for the cosmic prayer. Mm. And I also believe that I want to add in here just about the emerging vision that has come to me in the past year is that it's so important that we really understand what the words diversity and inclusivity mean and really become those become the act, the living actions of those words of those two words rather than simply saying we are you know we're one and we all accept each other and we accept ourselves and we all accept each other i just i just challenge myself and anybody to, to, to say to ourselves, to each of us, to say to ourselves, well, what are we really, what are we really doing to put those two words into action mm. and to really do it with meaning and with intention? And I think when, when, we, when we do that, when we each get that, we will have a, a basis, a foundation for a new a very powerful emerging vision that is very allowing of every single being on this planet, regardless of what we look like, what sexual orientation we are, what our family of a religion, a religion, religious um, from our family roots of origin mm -hmm. is, when we really get that and open up deeper conversations across the board, not just in, not just in small pockets of people that are the same, but actually opening this whole thing up so that we can all learn from others in a very profound and meaningful way, rather than thinking that we have to work it out in the same type of group that we're in. Do you know what I mean by yeah, that? I do. Yeah. yeah, just really opening up to listening to how it feels for another mm. without trying to fix it. Yep. I think that for me is a big part of how I would how I would in my wave a magic wand moment of how it would emerge. That's what would I would like to be seeing and feeling mm. alive. Yeah. It, there is a piece that uh, the longer and longer I hang out in this movement, this philosophy, in this way of, of thinking, the more I come to listen first and listen more. Mm -hmm. 
listen longer, listen more deeply, uh, suspend my own perceptions of what ought to be, should be, could be, uh, or what I thought it had to be to and really, really listen it to to each other, to the divine, uh, to the one, to to myself. Um, there, there is so much wisdom in the listening I have found. And you know that as I love what you've just said, the listening is for me. I agree with that. That's such a that is the the part, and that maybe that is also the missing part in our in our education system, are children being taught to really, really listen? Yeah. Are, are there listening lessons? Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> listening lessons. Not talking lessons, listening lessons. Yeah. Let's listen. Let's listen. They call it mindfulness, but I think it could be called listening. Let's have a listening lesson. There we go. Yeah. Well, you know, folks, I think we have. I think we have accomplished what we set out to do here today: uh, explore and de- and reveal this emerging vision of life on planet Earth. With every exploration, we add another uh, brushstroke to the canvas, mm-hmm. if you will, another piece to the puzzle. I'm sure we come up with a ton of different analogies here. The point is uh, that this has been a fabulous, fabulous conversation uh, mm-hmm. with the amazing Laura Topper. I'm Robert Brzezinski. This is Beyond 2020, exploring the emerging vision of life on planet Earth. Laura, thank you so much for spending time with us today. It's been a joy. And and I know already, I really do hope that you'll be able to come back and join us again and again. Oh, Reverend Robert, I am just so excited to have been a part of this conversation. But not only because of my part here, but because of I know what you're doing and the work you're doing and the so many people that are going to, that are going to be having these conversations with you. I really look forward to what the emerging vision, the whole picture in a year's time or six months time from everybody. So I feel so blessed and honored to be a part of this. Thank you. And yes, I'll definitely come back. Uh, as, as you invite me back, I'll be back. Thank you. <laughs> Mm, absolutely thank you and thank you dear ones for listening this is beyond 2020 exploring the emergent vision of life on planet earth we are here part of the new thought media network and we will continue to bring you more and more of these episodes uh, we're not here on any set schedule we're here when the con- when there's a conversation that wants to be had and uh, and I will tell you we got a lot of conversations lined up and a lot of people that we're going to be able to hear from so we're really here to and we want to include you in this conversation as well so please do send an email if you'd like to be involved send an email beyond 2020. That's B-E-Y-O-N-D 2020 at ntmedia.org. Beyond 2020 at ntmedia.org. Send us an email. Let us know what you like about this program, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can best support you as we explore the emerging vision for life on planet Earth. I'm Reverend Robert. Until next time, peace and blessings. Thank you for listening to Beyond 2020, exploring the emerging vision of life on planet Earth. We are a production of the New Thought Media Network, positively inspiring media, music, and entertainment across the web. 
Join us at ntmedia.org. That's ntmedia.org. Until next time, peace and blessings.